Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for clicking on this episode and joining us here at the Melanated Intellects Podcast. My name is Patrice. And my name is Shayla. We are here to talk about everyday melanated topics while bringing a distinct intellectual perspective. Thanks so much for joining. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you again for clicking on this episode. We're back with another one for our Netflix series. Just in case you haven't heard, um, we feel like um, Netflix has some good resources and documentaries when it comes to highlighting either our history or our experiences. And we think they're a good resource. We're not getting paid, uh, but we do think they're a good resource. And we wanted to put some information out here for you guys. Today, we're going to be talking about Marked, M-A-R-K-E-D, Marked. And um, it's actually... it's a short documentary um only 20 minutes but I feel like they packed a lot of good information in those 20 minutes and it's about the markings um facial or entire body markings of those the documentary is specifically about those in Nigeria however um we know that you know markings uh is not something that's specific to just Nigeria but you know um the whole continent of Africa um, so it's a lot to get into. They really packed it in. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I kept pausing it every time they said something <laughs> important. I kept pausing it and it just, I mean, in 20 minutes, they really gave a lot of good information. And, you know, for, I don't know about other people, but for me, of course, we're removed from being over here in the U S so it was just things I just didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Patrice, what were your overall thoughts on the documentary? Well, um, you know, I absolutely love culture. Of course, I've said that a million times here, um, especially that of the African diaspora. Um, There are two things I take away that I really feel about the documentary or just, you know, markings in general, which to be honest, I have no space to call it because I'm I don't have this part of the culture. Right. Um, I don't understand the depths of it. I know on one end it's cultural. Another end is medicinal. And I think for some, it's even warrior markings mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm-hmm. There were the people who really lo- um, enjoy, you know, wearing the markings and look at look at it as, a, as an honor. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, and I understand them wanting to uphold tradition in, in, as a blanket concept tradition to uphold their culture. I do understand the request from those who are against it to stop it taking place for babies. You know, that was a little difficult to see babies being marked up. Like they're, they're so little, um, just, just from a standpoint of just being a person, right? No one wants Mm -hmm. to see a, a baby being marked up or anything like that, but I understand that it's a different perception of what's happening for them there. Um, it's a cultural, it's a medicinal, it's a spiritual connection to what they're doing. Um, I do wish the women and men that had these markings and felt ashamed about it because of what other people think or other cultures say that part. I'm, I'm really sad for because Mm. I think these are beautiful people. I think their markings are also beautiful. I think Mm -hmm. that it is. And I guess that's because I'm an African-American who is on a journey to discovering culture and we've had to kind of build ours from scraps. That might be why I'm biased about this. 
But I think you having that lineage and upholding that culture and showing that culture, it's beautiful to me. And so mm. I, I, I hate that the ways of, which are probably um, Western influenced, let's be honest, when it comes to beauty standards, um, I hate that that has impacted even those in cultures that are embracing that could embrace something so beautiful about, you know, their culture. And instead they feel like they're not attractive. They're not pretty. It's on their face and they wouldn't have these markings if they could choose because they don't feel beautiful. And I just, that, that part really, that's disheartening because these are, I think they're beautiful. Um, uh -huh. yeah, that, that, that bothers me that that's the way that the world is to where mm. you see someone with these, like, like, do we treat people with the Tahitian tattoos the same way? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm. a cultural um, a marking as well. So it's it's just, yeah, that that part really hurt. It, that that hurt because I could see these women really were ashamed of how they looked with these markings, and it's just like, oh, little do you know, you are beautiful. My gosh. So that that's kind of my um, thoughts on it and takeaway. I wish that people, I wish that society didn't influence culture on that level to the point to where something so sacred to them that's in literally their DNA can make them second guess that relationship and how they how they express it because of how other people will interpret it. I, I don't care for that at all. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. Um, and to bring the audience um, up to speed, they kind of gave some background. They explained there were three main sort of categories of these markings. So tribal beautification and then spiritual. Uh, and I think underneath the spiritual was kind of like um, medicinal in, in the sense that they felt like it's almost like an inoculation, right? Like over mm -hmm. here. You know, um, mm -hmm. we give uh, vaccines and th things like that when you're a baby up to, you know, however years old, it was something similar to them. So it was spiritual, but also related to health kind of in a way underneath that category. Um, I agree. I think they're beautiful. But of course, I'm coming from a, um, right. you know, a different perspective over here. But yeah, I think the markings are beautiful. Um, I didn't know that they were given to them as infants. I didn't realize it was that young and it yeah. can vary because some of, uh, some of the individuals were like preteen age when they got theirs, you know, mm -hmm. or they became sick. They were still young, but they were sick, you know what I mean? And then they got them. Mm -hmm. So it's not always infant, but I didn't realize that it started that young. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was quite interesting to see. And they kind of broke down that depending on where you're at in Nigeria, um, it can mean different things for you. They talked about, um, you sort of representing your family. So like certain markings are only for this family, right? So mm -hmm. when you see that marking, you know, they're a, what, whatever their last name is, um, family wise, um, it was quite interesting. I didn't know that it had that many different meanings. And then they also broke down that like some are deeper and some are more shallow. Like some tribes do them, you know, they don't do them as deep. Some have them over this whole, her, their whole body. I know this one woman was like, she got them for her husband and she was ex like, she, she said her entire body 
mm-hmm. entire and she emphasized entire like even the parts you may not think I had markings and aren't hers were him. thick too they weren't little thin slits they were no thick. they were not yeah. yeah they were um and she was just talking about like this is something she chose to do because she felt like this made her beautiful and unique this it like it made her uniquely beautiful for her so no other woman you know if we're talking about like female competition right no other woman would have these markings the way she had them in the places she had them so that's what made her unique and different that's just something that she wanted to do and I was just blown away like I was like wow okay yeah. um so it was really quite fascinating um it was really interesting to just first of all I feel like this documentary I hadn't heard of it until I really did some digging okay so I feel like it's not common information over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just, I don't know. It was interesting. I liked it. I, I liked, I liked the subject matter. Of course, you're right. It's unfortunate when you talk about the infants and there's actually it ended with the end of the documentary ended with, um, I think it's like a bill or law that's attempted to be passed to stop it from happening. Um, yeah. and there's a lot of controversy around it, right? It's kind of like new school versus old school. The old school yep, is like, that's what it sounds this like. is what I did. This is what my daddy, daddy and my mama's mama did. And this is how we identify. Mm-hmm. And this is how we do what we do. And then the newer generation is like, no, I don't want that. Um, so it's controversial. At least it, it sounds like it is. And I don't know, was that documentary? I think it is. I don't know when it was made. I think it was made within the past year or two. So I don't know where they are as far as the bill that's being presented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think coming from African-Americans, you know, my thoughts about stopping it completely was okay new school if you stop it find another way to represent your culture oh i, I didn't don't think lose about that. that expression of culture even if it looks different even if you express it differently um in a way that maybe doesn't you know give you the feelings that you have about it or obviously involve children, um, you know, and allows more consent, et cetera, do it, find something that is a placeholder for it. You know, I would encourage them not to completely get rid of it because I think that's what we as African-Americans struggle with because we've had Mm. to build our culture and trying to hold on to pieces and learn this and learn that, you know, um, obviously they're in the country, they're surrounded by their elders, etc. but there's always a time where, you know, um, our elders do die off and those conversations can't be had. And you, it's, I believe it, it's important to have some type of connection. Um, even if it's, mm. it looks different, um, some type of connection, um, but, you know, again, I'm I'm also someone who does not have markings on their face. And I also don't have that connection to the culture that, that they're um, speaking about as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm no one to talk. <laughs> I'm no one to talk whatsoever. Um, but I, I think it's, I do think it's beautiful. The women and men who I have seen with it are absolutely beautiful. Um, 
Yeah. Um, I know one man was talking and, and perhaps, and just like Patrice, right. I'm not, I, I don't, I only know based on these, uh, resources I'm about to put in this description <laughs> and watching this documentary. 20 minutes okay. at that. It's only 20 okay. minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. please but understand, uh, what I'm saying comes with a certain level of discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, however, but perhaps, I mean, cause I think about like, it's different. This, what I'm about to compare this to is different, but you know, tattoos, right. Mm-hmm. Are allowed and can be representative. So I don't know if the issue is just the age that the person gets it. So perhaps there can be a middle ground there, or I don't know if it's a difference between the face as opposed to the body. Um, I know this one man, um, he had them on his body and he was just talking about wherever he was from, they show them off like you know mm-hmm. this is where they get the ladies and they mm-hmm. take the, you know they take the shirt off and they show you know what I mean they show what's up they flashy with it you know um and I think that comparison was kind of made you know like like over here right a, la- a lady likes a man with a tattoo or two right like you know it's, it's a thing mm-hmm. you know that um sort of attracts the opposite um sex so I'm not certain where the middle ground is like is it the age is it the face does it depend on how it's given when it's given um I know in the beginning they were saying they didn't this particular man they were interviewing he was saying I don't give it unless I have consent from the parents yeah however there were yeah. other stories shared where you know I mean like an aunt or you know an elder someone else did this to a child without the consent of yeah, the parent, he which them I can, yeah yeah and i can understand why that would be problematic you oh, know what yeah. i mean yeah. giving something to someone that permanent that their parent that young where their parents didn't sign off on it or where they didn't sign off on it yeah consent um, is very important i do believe consent correct. needs to be there from the actual person getting the markings i do believe that yeah um and and so perhaps consent alone could change that right i don't i don't know um what could help them in that battle but um it's a dynamic conversation that i'm sure it goes even deeper than just the documentary um i did want to highlight i'm not going to attempt to pronounce her name because today is just it's not the day for name pronunciations but she is she is nigerian she is a model and she works with rihanna and she's kind of being put on the map and she has facial um marks and she's kind of being put on the map to have them beautified in a in this way and in, in sort of the model industry way. Um, but then I, she also spoke and, you know, our resources would be in the description, but she also spoke about um, supporting people having the right to be able to say, no, they don't want them, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. she was kind of both sides of that coin. And like, she took her a long time to embrace hers. And a lot of them shared stories about like other people walking up to them and asking silly questions and, you know, all Stupidity. sorts of things that was just, you know, ridiculous. Um, but that she's now, you know, embraced them and she finds them to be beautiful and she thinks they add to her beauty. And, you know, she's now like on the cover of magazines and like walking the runway. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's amazing to see it being represented in this beautiful way. I hope that that someone who's coming up after her sees this as like, oh, you know, even though I have them, they can still be beautiful. They are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate what she's doing and the message that she's pushing. Yeah. And, and Brianna backs her, right? 
Yes, I believe so. Uh, shout yeah. out to Rihanna. That's so dope. Um, yeah. Yeah. And beauty standards are so stupid. Like, I'm sorry. So, they've never made sense ever. When I was young, you had to be extremely thin, white. You had to have long hair, you know, when anything outside of that was not attractive. And that's like basically the entire fucking world. <laughs> like, like, it is just, they've never made sense. And that's why it makes me sad that something as beautiful as your cultural expression can even be impacted by it. Um, because someone could say you piercing your child's ears when they're, Mm. six months old is 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 problematic mm -hmm. but that's definitely a regular practice here in america and Very i true. bet you it was somebody who probably did that to one of their kids or was okay with that and never even thought about that who's probably made comments like this about somebody with markings on their face you know what i mean mm. um yeah <laughs> just it, it it to me it beauty standards are probably the most contradicting hierarch hierarchy patriarchy misogyny you name it sexist uh, colorist it just crosses every motherfucking line okay it's, it, they make no sense entirely and the day we get away from beauty standards for what women should look like and what men should look like the better because it is literally ruining everybody's fucking day it's ruining everybody's day <laughs> yeah i agree beauty standards so first off beauty standards change yes right? they so, do um that's problematic because whatever your beauty looks like <laughs> most likely is not changing what the beauty standard okay you, you know size two by next year <laughs> yeah what? if you are tall and thin then you still tall and thin even when thick is in if you're thick then you you know what i'm saying so it's just like everyone misses out at some point mm -hmm. when it comes to a beauty standard um, so it really makes it unfair and it's just like who said that beauty has to be this one particular way whichever way that is at the time mm -hmm. um, beauty can be found in so many different ways and so many different facets and then I think you know how it's represented in one country isn't necessarily how it needs to be represented in another country and like beauty can be found candid beauty can be found anywhere so mm -hmm. yeah beauty standards is you know, it's challenging, um, because, because it's ever changing, but I think it's also challenging because a lot of times people don't find beauty in the everyday. So where you're from, if this is normal for you to see other people to look like you, then you don't find it to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, you know, in order for it to be beautiful, it needs to be from someplace else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that concept is really thrown off. And I guess, you know, these two things are similar, but they're not. Same with an accent, right? Like to us, we don't have an accent because everybody, we don't talk like us. But if you go someplace else, you have an American accent. I feel like the same kind of transcends the beauty. Like I look around, I see other people that look like me. So it's not pretty to me because I see it every day. Um, so I don't know. Beauty standards are, what can I say? It's... You know, I saw that all these studies releasing with the pandemic and so many girls going into depression over social media. Oh, about beauty? Mm-hmm. Oh. About how they look and comparing themselves to other... And social media, man, it's like 
blessing and a fucking curse, dude. Like you make money, if you a small business, you don't have to go door to door no more. You just gotta post every day. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a lot more convenient than being out here in these streets. And it's great for people who are trying to build something, but it can be really detrimental for kids. It really can. It's just people in general, you know, I think women, we are already in a position to where we're constantly told how we should look and how we should manage that look and how we should go by X, Y, Z. And luckily that conversation is adjusting just a little bit, but even then it's, it's still like the imprint's been made and we're still Mm. trying to shake the damage it's done. And now, you know, I can't imagine what it's like adding a cultural expression to that. Like, Mm. I feel like when we were watching that documentary, I said, we like, we watch it together. When I was watching that documentary, (laughs) um, it was mostly the women that were uncomfortable with the markings on their face or that were receiving Mm. dumb questions and comments about the markings on their face. I think, Oh, you know, I think, um, definitely here in the U S and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna assume worldwide. This is the thing that women's beauty is something that gets talked about, highlighted, Mm -hmm. judged, put on this, you know, underneath this microscope a lot more than men. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we think about what we find, what women generally find attractive in men, there's a whole range, right? Like, mm-hmm. so um, as far as quote unquote sexy men, you have a whole range from Idris and Wesley to, you know, um, Johnny Depp to, you know, yeah. it, it, you know what I mean? It's a wide range of color, shapes, sizes and spectrum that could be quote unquote you know the top sexiest men for Mm -hmm. women it's a much more narrow view when it comes to what is considered to be beautiful and I feel like those pressures really show up um, in women just in my everyday conversation and I was talking to my sister about this and um, bear with me just think about it okay okay Okay, I can think of women that I've either met or I have close relationships with or I've had, you know, a deep conversation with. Beautiful woman look that I'm looking at. All sorts of insecurity. I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't want to wear the two-piece because my elbow on the left-hand side got a mark. Did I feel like the two-piece is going to showcase? I, I mean, it just sometimes. I need you to it, back up a little bit. <laughs> actually, I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about you. I'm just kidding. But sometimes the reasons are really like, logically, if you put the reasons out there, they really don't make no sense, right? Mm-hmm. Or like she likes a specific someone. She doesn't feel she's pretty enough to be with him. There's a lot of focus on that. If you go into the opposite circle of men, I don't think I've ever met a man that thought about the way he looks so much that he would pass up an opportunity to be with a very attractive woman. You could take the ugliest man, no confidence in the room. And if Beyonce approached him and said, let's spend one night together, he not going to think twice, two seconds about being with Beyonce tonight. However, on the flip side, I'm self-conscious. I don't know. My stomach rolled to the left-hand side. I don't want to be disrobed with this man because I don't want him judging me. No, girl, I don't even, he too fine for me. I don't even want to be with him. 
the men they not thinking twice if they got an opportunity to be with a fine woman but we'll think twice to be with a fine man if we feel like we're not you know up to his standard i don't know i disagree i do i I have definitely seen that i have definitely seen that like no girl i don't want to no he's no no i I don't want him looking at my um uh, left earlobe because it's it's not I'm like girl what so I'm like we making stuff up now what are it's your so elbows annoying. your earlobes like what are you saying to me <laughs> not the earlobe I too swear much. people really like people, I have heard some ladies really say really say some like really what to in their mind it's very real but to other people looking at them it's like girl what is wrong with your earlobes what are you saying <laughs> about your, your nostril <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I, don't get me wrong I didn't met some men that don't have confidence and they may not think they're attractive but I ain't never heard them be like you know my ankle really I just feel like my ankles ain't that cute she ain't gonna like me. I ain't never heard that <laughs> I do think there's such thing as out of men thinking that women are out of their league I do think that's a thing I think yes. If I you think that's are a thing. A short man, if you are too slim of a man and lanky, and not well, some of them. Some of them got the most confidence in the world, but some of them, <laughs> some of them. I think if you are a plus size man, I think. Well, I didn't that say that they region. would feel confident enough to go to approach her. I just said if she approached him, okay. she wouldn't okay. think twice about taking her up on the offer. I Sometimes think- I think like. If the finest man ever walked in here and she got earlobe, uh, ankle, uh, uh, left shoulder issues, she'd be like, "No, I don't. I don't know. I feel really uncomfortable being with him because <laughs> I don't know. That's just my take. I don't well, know. Maybe that's I mean, just the people I've met. No, no, you're right. But I think it's. I do think it's different though because I don't think women judge. Okay, that's a lie. Women do judge men's bodies, but not to the extent that the extent. men yeah, judge true. women's bodies, especially naked. I don't think men judge women's bodies naked. I think women think men judge their bodies naked. Mm-hmm. I, think I don't think do they it, judge. I think men do it. I, th- I think that is the whole woman being told what to wear, what to do, how to do it, yada, yada. Like, I mean, even listen to music. You know what I'm saying? Like there are men who are want to tell you how to keep it. If you got hair, no hair, how to wear, what it needs to look like, how to maintain everything. Like, especially in today's music, um, I would say absolutely men tend to judge way more. And mind you, they can have a whole FUPA. Yeah, I said it, FUPA. And women would not look twice. Sometimes. Sometimes. I think it, I also do think it looks different. I think men do judge their attractiveness on sometimes their pockets and if they are flashy and what type of car they drive and things like that. I do think men judge how attractive they are based off what they have more so. I agree. And so like if a man doesn't, isn't financially stable, for example, or maybe he's, not in a secure environment or what have you. And it's nothing that, in other words, is Instagram worthy. Put it that way, okay? Whatever the fuck doesn't count in that box. Um, I can see him saying, no, I don't want to date her. Or, yeah, I'll date her today, but I, I, I shouldn't call her again because I can't keep this up. She's going to want X I for agree. me. She's going to want that for me. I can see that. 
I think a man's income is equivalent to a woman's beauty Absolutely. in the sense of how they hold it, right? Absolutely. Like how they perceive it. Uh-huh, that, but I yeah. think, but I, I think the opposite gender doesn't hold it the same way that that gender holds it. So oh, does that yeah. make sense? Like, so like, do women want you to be financially secure for sure? But can you find a woman why you, you, you know, struggling together to make ends meet that's willing to be with you? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, on the opposite end, like, okay, sis, did you gain 20 pounds? Yes. Can you find, is there men that's going to be with you? Did they or don't have no problem with your 20 pounds? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes I think we're our own worst critic. I think. Yeah, that's real. Does that make sense? Does what I'm saying make sense? I do yeah, also so... think it matters by generation too sometimes. Because some of these, how can I explain? I do think generational beauty is kind of taking that different lengths. Um, generational beauty. I, it's I something know. I just made up right now. So just roll with me. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Gen- uh, you know, I was just going to mention just generational right beauty. Now. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah. Shayla. That's exactly where I was headed. Sure. The beauty generationally, because what you could do pass down uh, with your, from your grandma. I see what you're saying. <laughs> with a straight face too like we was gonna take this way it's in the dictionary.com look oh, it up yeah. right now it's there <laughs> you're supposed to roll with me Shayla down there okay I'm sorry I let you down um, yeah so generationally um, how the beauty is passing down that's what I'm saying we saying the same thing <laughs> fucking hilarious I love that Melanin intellects, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think Gen Z perceives beauty differently than millennials. Different. And even oh. then, like, it's millennials are even divided different than Gen X or whoever else comes by, than boomers, et cetera, et cetera. I think that it's, I do think that there's a little bit of a difference there. So, can you explain? What do you mean by those differences? Um, okay. I feel like I should save this for the sisters episode, but since we're here, um, I think in some instances, depending on who you talk to, some Gen Zers are a lot more progressive in that they aren't living up to the same standards as millennials did because millennials come from a background of everyone needs to be thin. Whereas Gen Zers are there are coming up in a time where everybody needs to be curvy. I think that that sends a different message in terms of the hmm. beauty standards that they uphold. Um, and I think that whereas who's after us? Is it Gen X? Is it Gen? Is it Boomers? After okay. us is the, oh, you mean before us? X, with, X with, was before. Who's older? <laughs> X. <laughs> X. <laughs> you said who's older. Good, good point. Before and after weren't good terms to use. So I apologize for that. Um, older than us, you know, born. Oh, that would be older than us. I think our Xers. <laughs> I think it is too. <laughs> that was a real That's conversation. Funny. I feel like we are all doing that. Like, let me Google. Okay, so Gen X is to this point, to this point. That is a regular <laughs> thing that I do. Um, okay, so I think Gen X come from a time where <clears throat> beauty standards were based off of white women. So, or coming out of it, I guess, if you will, because, mm, yeah, transitioning you know, out of, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're born in the 70s, late 60s. Yeah. So I feel like 
for them, it's going to look different. And for them, millennials are radical, you know, and Gen Z's are just out of control, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think it also depends on who you ask. Um, okay. Being someone who has dated younger and older than me, <laughs> I will say that I Okay, now I have to. Okay, before I say this, going back to Gen Zers and some half that little half of millennials that we really don't want to include into millennials because they're low key Gen Zers, but whatever. The <laughs> yeah, Google yeah. says, <laughs> right? <laughs> Google want to trip and throw them with us, whatever. Uh, them, <laughs> mm-hmm, that's funny because yes, late, they came up in social media. I think that their beauty standards might be a little more harsher too oh to i can see that yeah, yeah. social media and the, the thing about social media is not even real more than half of it's, it's not. not real in the way um is being represented now you got filters like anybody could look cute now mm-hmm. um because of the filters and then you can you know make your waist look small you can adjust you know i mean there's a lot you can do i can lose five um, pounds on my arm right now <laughs> yeah exactly like it's a, so much you can do mm-hmm. um so i could understand them being more harsh because i think they have more easy access and we we kind of talked about this on other episodes but they have easier access to celebrities and models and people mm-hmm. who you would um, see or, or look to as a standard of beauty because now you they're within reach like you know you can just get on Facebook or Instagram and, and Twitter and see mm-hmm. these individuals and interact with them mm-hmm. um, so I could see that that yeah. makes sense I hadn't thought about it um, sort of beauty standards changing generationally but they do change so yeah yeah see and, and you know like once upon a time you know men didn't even know women got their eyebrows waxed and how frequently in the maintenance and yada yada i've mm. had <laughs> one of those millennials we don't really care about that we really should feel like should be a gen zer i remember i was talking to one guy he was like so when are you get your eyebrows i was like excuse you oh <laughs> why he asked you so when you get your eyebrows me. i was like because i hadn't been about three weeks i'm like what the fuck mind your business Okay, it was a busy oh, wow. time at work for the audience, but yeah, I was like, he noticed my damn <laughs> what? And granted, these are one off. This is not meant to represent the entire yeah. group, but let's be honest, there's a reason we don't include them in millennials, between us millennials. Um, <laughs> no shade, we love you, but you, you need your own name, okay? Um, and then, like Gen Xers, like I faded older, and then it was a conversation like, and this was multiple times where it was like, oh, so you wear your hair natural. Mm. I like it better straight. I can see that. You know what I yeah, mean? I can like, see that from that generation. I think yeah. it just, it, it depends who you ask. Impressionable, you know, and Good I do point. think age plays a factor in it. So. Good point. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, I could see, um, I can see age and whatever influenced your beauty standards when you were coming up being what sort of set the precedence for what you yeah. find to be attractive. Um, I just wish that there Do was you. no standards beauty. Do you? That's what I wish. I Do wish you. whatever mm-hmm. you are is beautiful just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I wish there was no standard. Um, yeah. 
That's what I think. Even like a hundred most, you know how they do like the one hundred most sexiest men, one hundred most sexy right. men, based off who? Well, sometimes who, I who see voted? on there, and I'm like, who said that? <laughs> who voted? Who said that they in the top one hundred of whoever? It depends on the person. Did they go by um, following likes of pictures? What picture we could? We they all take the same picture, see who got the most likes. How did that work? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. think representation matters. So I like to see people who may not normally be represented when it comes to these spaces. I think that's amazing, especially for the people coming behind them, right? For the mm-hmm. little boys and little girls, especially who are looking up to the models, the singers, the actresses of today and being sent indirectly messages about their beauty by looking at someone and saying like, oh, she looks like me or oh, he looks like me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think that's amazing. I would love to see, going back to the model that's working with Rihanna, the Nigerian one, I would love to see more mm-hmm. um, models who have markings and things like that because for all I know, there's a large percentage or population of people with markings that don't attempt to enter into that world because of them. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to think that that would be the case. Yep. So I like that she's breaking down barriers. I want to see more of it. And whatever this represents outside of Africa as well, you know, mm-hmm. there are all sorts of places in the world could have all sorts of physical things that we might consider to be different or unique or we may not understand. I would love to see them represent and on the runway and on on magazine covers too mm-hmm. i'm all yep. about that i would agree and you know um if you even like whitney harlow yes model Vid- Vid- i can never say that too. i think it's when Vid- yeah Vidalico. That, that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not I today. Stop. Okay. I told, I told you I wasn't gonna pronounce nothing today. <laughs> so. I, I don't know why I'm so committed because usually I tap out, but I, yeah, I don't know we what's happening. <laughs> I'm just butchering everything. I'm sorry, people. Y'all know what the hell I'm talking about, though. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you now go on Google, in fact, I just actually just recently did this. Um, models who have that disease, there are a lot more. It's not yeah, just her. Yeah. 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 So, so you, you know, which I think even I, I was watching a young girl's story the other day on TikTok. Y'all know it's mine. Um, <clears throat> and that she actually didn't start to receive, lose her melanin in her face until she was like 25. Oh, wow. I didn't even know it could start that late. Yeah. She was like 25. And now I think she's like 28, 27 or something like that. And it's completely her whole face, her neck, her chest and parts of her hands from what I can see. And she tells her story about that. But she talks about how. But it's funny because you watch her TikToks from before she went through this experience to now. And like her her little um, Instagram posts, she seems so like not as outspoken. And it's like it opened Mm. her up. Now she's like just out going and this is big, bright ball of energy. And people were commenting saying that. And she responded and was like, yeah, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it just, it changed me. And now I'm, I'm this outspoken woman. I never thought I would ever been. And now I just, I don't care. I do what I want. And she slays, like got her lashes done, nails done, hair all cute. Like she is rocking it. And I'm just like, yes, that's what women like you women who women men who have this condition need to see and that just speaks to representation like that is huge representation 
for people across the board, no matter your culture, no matter your disease, your condition. There are models who are now modeling handicapped. There's a model out there right now. She doesn't have both of her arms and um, Mm -hmm. she is making, she's a force. She's also making a lot of um, headway in in the athletic modeling space. I believe it's athletics. I want to say I saw her in the ad for it, but um, just amazing opportunities. So I just, I feel like we're doing the right work to crush these beauty standards. So people with cultural expressions, you know, um, handicap situations or diseases and other conditions can be recognized and seen as beautiful. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done, but I definitely think that we're moving in the right direction. Um, so I do hope that more women with markings on their face continue to see examples like the model we mentioned earlier in the show and feel like I am beautiful, you know, and it's not something to be ashamed of because it really is. It, I, none of those women on that documentary, I just thought all of you are so beautiful. I was so confused, uh-huh. but I know uh-huh. what that's like. You know, I, I'm a woman. I know what it's like to look in the mirror and not have all these things you want to pick at yourself and somebody be like, what the hell are you talking about? You. And <laughs> Shayla's that friend. Ladies come to me with all sorts of like, girl, I don't want to wear this dress because my baby pinky toe is not right. <laughs> and I'll just be like, ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> Do you see men walking around talking about that baby pinky toe ain't right for you? No. <laughs> She's not the person to go to for these problems, guys. I'm like, girl, if you don't get them shoes and wear that dress and come on. <laughs> no, she is. She is. She is. It's funny. <laughs> Oh, I was telling my funny. health coach about you, by the way. Oh, okay. All right. You know, listen, I just, I just yeah. say, uh, you know, I just say how I feel. Uh, she does. Ladies, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> the things I've been taught, like, I exaggerated a little bit in this episode, but not that much. Unfortunately, <laughs> that much. She's not. Not that She's much. not lying at all. It really be like a very small thing that I have never noticed and I assure you he's not going to notice that you are bothered about. So just a word out there, ladies, give yourself grace because he ain't looking at that. I'm not looking at that. Okay? Nobody else is paying attention to that. Only you see it. That's real. That is very real. that's real. It's funny. Well, great conversation. Um... And I, I think it's valuable for us to continue to chat about beauty standards because I do think it impacts people as a whole, women, black women, you know. Um, and I, I'm, I'm curious, I'm actually gonna go Google and see what the update is on that bill to see if it was passed and so what does that look like? Because I'm curious about that. But um, thank you all for listening. Shaylee, got something you wanna add? No, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate um, all the likes and the shares. If you don't, follow us on IG at Validated Intellects. Um, share the podcast to someone who may enjoy it. Uh, you know, pass us, pass it along. We appreciate that. Uh, you guys can DM us there on IG if you'd like to continue the discussion. And until next time, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.